0: a very special um interview with our new vc you're joined by zoe and thank you so much for joining us just give everyone a little introduction thank you
1: zoe and hello to the world out there on tune fm 109.6 106.9
0: yeah
1: all right so um Uh, everyone
0: is very excited to have you here and um, we do want to welcome you to our university and our studio Um, but you've worked all over the world including the UK and New Zealand
1: but what brought you to UNE? Um, So first of all I'm I'm probably equally excited to be here and I really appreciate the invitation to come and have a a conversation with you and connect with some of our students. So as you say I'm I'm a global nomad so um, have enjoyed a career that's given me opportunities to work in a number of different places, some of the ones you've listed and a a great many more over periods of time. Um, The opportunity to come to Armidale, come and work for UNE, uh, partly was the the happy serendipitous juxtaposition of a whole range of circumstances, Uh, but in my heart I really really enjoy and am stimulated and challenged by working in regional universities and And thinking about and working towards what they can contribute to their communities. So UNE has this amazing, diverse population of students drawn from all walks of life, all seeking to draw benefit from education. And the university has a phenomenal pedigree about really undertaking knowledge exchange and knowledge transfer, which has benefited rural Australia and and the wider Australian agenda. And I'm excited by being part of that.
0: That is awesome. Um, Obviously you've had an insanely busy first week. You've met students, you've met staff, you kept meeting them as as you came in today. Um, What stood out most for you about your first week?
1: Uh, My first week? Uh, what stood out most so let's remember this so first of all um i'd appreciate it if no one else would ask me what i think of how cold it is and the (laughs) weather um i think you all need to correct your body temperature mechanisms um the weather has been absolutely fantastic um Mm. walking around in the sunshine and the blue sky really really inspiring and uplifting um, equally, I appreciate we all need to pray, do a rain dance, um, gather together under a tree, and and hope that we will have rain and lots of it soon. So I, it's both the excitement of a really nice climate when everybody said it would be horrible and cold, um, but a growing awareness of the impact of the drought. So that that would be mm. a, a kind of background thing that's kept coming in as I've gone around. Um, I'm really grateful that everyone said hello and smiled at me. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that you've protected me from getting lost as I've wandered mm. around the wrong pathway on the campus trying to find different events. Um, but an openness, um, a really positive engagement with, with my new role here and the possibility that that's um, sort of a, a doorway to a, 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 new, a new phase in UNE's life. And, and the students themselves, I've, I've met quite a lot of them at various balls and functions and other things. Um, it's their excitement. Many of them have stood up and expressed why UNE is important to them and, and the value of a UNA degree to what they plan to do with their future. Um, that's that's really inspiring. So I'm kind of on an excitement high at the moment. Um, I thought I was going to like this job. I absolutely am going to love it, so thanks.
0: That is awesome. And it's great to see that you're seeing some of the things as the VC that we get to enjoy, the openness and the helpfulness that we see as students, which is awesome. Um, But there's something obviously every VC wants to leave behind. So what's something you hope students can take away from UNE in your time as VC?
1: Um, I hope that what they'll take away is um, a a re-energised sense of why it was valuable to be a UNE student, uh, that you made the right choice and, and the contract that we all engage with when you registered was met, both when you graduated, that you you walk away proud to have been part of the university community, the student community, um, but also that you don't walk away and go, well, that's the end of it, that actually you see it as just one chapter of engagement with the institution, uh, a strong connection, I also hope you'll all walk away and understand what it is to be citizens, to know um, that through engagement with our community here, with the UNE community, you will have threaded into your DNA a sense of what it is to be a citizen of the 21st century in Australia or wherever else um, your life takes you. Um, for me, that that's the history of UNE. It might not be immediately obvious, so I think it's up to us to to replay that narrative go back to what magic said when he conceptualized this institution but also to reinvigorate it and make it relevant that's what i've actually heard in the voices of the staff Mm. and students already i i think one of my roles will be to to again bring that more more color more shape more relevance to that in our in our modern existence and for you as students to walk away knowing that you carry that with you and mm. that you can be both messengers and citizens in in a broader context and be proud to be so and remain connected to us i was at an event last night at rob college uh, again one of the things i would take away from it was the number of alumni who traveled far and wide to, to come back and reflect on the value of their connection with the college and the university and express a desire to in some way continue that connection and, and bring something back for the, for the next cohort of students to benefit from. That was really inspiring too.
0: Awesome. Um, and we have talked a little bit about um, the snow and how people here are saying it's too cold, but it's definitely not. Um, because you've come from places like Tasmania and New Zealand, where it snows. I um, mean, you obviously got to see like our winter event on Tuesday where we brought snow in. Um, how do you think our snow compares? <laughs> uh, it
1: was a bit sad, actually. It was good <laughs> snow and you were all having a lot of fun. And I had I not had other obligations, I would have been tempted. Um Snow can be beautiful in large quantities when it's draped across glorious shaped mountains and beautiful mm. trees. Um, we all know that it's a um, fatiguing. Um, it, it becomes, uh, you know, one of life's irritations when there's an awful lot of it. Um, but I think right now we'd all be grateful for snow, <laughs> if only for the fact that snow would eventually melt, and that would contribute to, in some way, to to our current environmental problems. Yeah. So. I like the fact that we were prepared to reflect um, <laughs> on the, on the possibilities of a winter wonderland. Yeah, um, it's difficult to remember it's winter um, uh, coming from the north of England, uh, <laughs> where there are two hundred odd grey days. Um it's difficult to imagine that I'm actually in the middle of winter at the moment. so yeah,
0: definitely. I thought you
1: did you, I think you did a fantastic job. Um, there weren't as many snowmen wandering around as I had thought and and I thought everyone would be wearing you know those knitted sweaters that have like snowflakes and reindeer mm. and what have you. So a couple of people actually had Hawaiian shirts on, so it was a, it was a little bit of a cultural challenge. Armadale um, winter. Armadale winter, but um I, I just thought it was great., Yeah, awesome.
0: Um, So there's lots of jobs here at UNE. What one do you think you would
1: be terrible at? Which job do I think I would be terrible at? I have a sneaking suspicion, I'm not sure because I've never tried this. Um, The amount of coffee that is drunk on campus is phenomenal. So first of all, I don't drink coffee. Um, I'm not keen on it and and I don't think I'd be very good at making the lovely little um, patterns that (laughs) go. So I think the job of a barista is a bit beyond my technical capabilities, (laughs) coupled with the fact that I don't like coffee. So Mm. it would be a job I don't have to do but would dislike intensely. Um, and i'm i just don't think i have the artistic and technical skills so
0: yeah yeah it, everything else
1: <laughs> i'm i'm pretty good to go for so
0: yeah yeah well coffee is probably one of our highest demanded products here. absolutely it's a phenomenal students. amount of
1: coffee yeah. Yeah.
0: um so this is more we've just had the netball world cup in a world cup situation because you've lived all around the world who do you go for
1: um I think I'm going to give one of those nerdy, politically correct answers. So um, I sat through the World Cup when England and New Zealand were playing. Um, there's always a cricket match, which is one country or another, for which I hold a passport or or residency. Um, I think as someone who's always enjoyed sports and I absolutely um, commit to the value of team sports, um, I think what I want to see really and what I enjoy is when I see two teams really giving it their absolute best, no matter who wins or loses. Um, because I hold a number of residences and passports, I get I always get to you know, shout for the winner because somebody that I'm associated with will win. So I can never lose. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm more inspired by the fact that you see, um, you know, enthusiastic professional people really absolutely standing up for their best. And, and you're inspired the most um, when you see them truly performing as a team. And I know that sounds really weird, but I played a lot of team sports. Um, the thing I've carried with me all the way through was how inspiring it was and, and how uplifting it was to be part of a great team. And it, it just carries through. That's what I enjoy. You don't always see that in international sports. But um, no, I, get, I always get to cheer for the winner. That's one of the reasons why you live in as many countries as possible.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, Well, you've had a jam packed first couple of weeks here. Um, And obviously, after a long, busy day, you just want to go home and unwind. What's your go to activity to help you relax?
1: Uh, so it depends on the it's a little bit depends on the day of the week and clearly uh, you know the dynamic of the week um, so I quite like just going home and cooking supper for my for myself and my husband that's I find that quite relaxing and it's a, a great opportunity we do that together so it's a great opportunity for us to connect so that would be my that would be kind of like an ordinary day thing is, is to to be the person that thinks about supper and gets the process moving um Towards the end of the week, or if it's been a really tough week, I'm probably like everybody else. My hand might lean out towards um, a glass of Sauvignon Blanc or or possibly a gin and tonic, um, at least one, not many. Um, so the relaxing the relaxing artifact of a social drink, again, with family and friends is a really good thing. Um, I am a great believer. I'm really embarrassed to say this given the water shortage. um, And I haven't yet had one in Armadale and I promise I won't until we get some rain. Um, But my go to total relax is is a long hot soak in an extraordinarily hot bath with a waterproof pillow, a candle, a glass of champagne and a good book. And I can I go there until I'm really wrinkly (laughs) Um, and then the world gets shut out and all the rest of it. But the other end of that is um, going out to the vegetable garden. So I'm really looking forward to, to setting up my vegetable garden here. Uh, you know, 10 minutes picking off, um, you know, bits of leaf or or turning over a weed or or, or attacking uh, the recovery of some vegetables. Um, that'll settle me. That, that's enough. I don't need much. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think a nice hot bath is a good way to celebrate when we get some yeah, rain. Yeah, but
1: I, I'll have to hold on until we get more rain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could have one day
1: where anything goes at UNE, what would you do? Where anything goes, what would I do? Um, so I thought about this. Um, I'd rather that it was anything goes and we all do it. So given where I am now in in my journey with UNE and the people I've met and the things that I think are important, I have in my mind that I'd really, really like to have a community picnic. I'd, I'd like to have the whole community of UNE and and as many people as we can persuade from Armadale and the local towns and cities to join us and, and actually celebrate the campus, the university and community and have a community picnic. I think that would be a really good way to be outside of my office, but do something that I'd enjoy.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, so look out for the community, community picnic <laughs> yeah. sign is what I'm telling everybody.
0: Community picnic's coming soon. Um, Obviously, you've gone a lot of places, you've done a lot of things. What's one of the hardest lessons you've learned through all of that?
1: Um, There are lots of them. So at a practical level, um, learn to pack light because you've got to carry it. Um, Be responsive to the fact that it's a really big planet, but actually um, it's a really small world, big planet, small world. Um, you always think everything's going to be different, but the problems or the issues or even the things that people enjoy are, are very similar no matter where you go. They're just expressed in slightly different ways. And one of the great things about travelling is to find there are lots of ways to express happiness. There are lots of ways to sit down and talk about a thing when you're not happy. There are lots of ways in which communities will come together and support each other and be resilient. Um, And to pay attention to that, to 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 make traveling not only about what you what you see and what you hear, but also that you you absorb, you absorb the artifacts of other cultures um, and and try and insert them back into your life. That's been the thing that's been really rewarding. Um, What else would I think? Um, Be patient when traveling through airports and other uh, points of transit Um, Nobody died. Um, Yes, it's always an absolute nightmare if you missed the plane or it's cancelled or whatever. But you aren't the only one affected by that. So um, be patient. Mm. Um, And I always carry, um, and this is a thing that vastly amuses my friends, but wherever I have been, it's been part of my Christmas stocking, thank God. So I always have a little bottle of Detol. Do you know Mm -hmm. what Detol is? So I have a little you know, a handy bottle of Dettol. Um, and I always carry um, either a Mars bar or a packet of digestive biscuits because you never know where your next meal might come from. And it's amazing the negotiating power of a Mars bar. <laughs> you can always exchange a Mars bar <laughs> for something else. So.
0: I think that's a very valuable lesson.
1: But take your Detol as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, obviously, we're a student-powered radio station. Yeah. Um, so, and you've had... An accomplished academic career, but you must have had something um, as a student um, that distracted you. What was your version of our Netflix binges?
1: Yeah, this is really interesting. So clearly, I'm not of the Netflix generation, but I do binge. So um, I binge recently um, on The Ozarks. It's probably not something that the students might be particularly interested in, but I thought it was a great a great. Uh, a great series so I'm capable of binging I probably had my version of that um, for me a binge would probably have been um, reading it probably would have been sitting down and, and rather than just dipping into a bit of a chapter of a book would have been not moving till I'd finished it yeah. um, so I don't think that's changed um, I do that now in a different way I'm I really really enjoy um, um Uh, audible books so um audio books and I'm a fan of almost any podcast I can lay my hands on so so the second thing would be listening to the radio I really I really like hearing ideas presented Uh, this uh, this makes me sound unbelievably nerdy I do know that um but but just that ability to stop and, and slow down and be by myself and just spend some personal time was actually quite valuable. Mm. We, we lived in a noisy world in my student days as much as we live in a noisy mm. world now. Noisy being a broad descriptive term. So I think it's knowing that a really valuable thing is just to sit down and be quiet or lie down and be quiet, hide under the duvet, whatever your version of sit down and quiet might be, um, and just spend some time by yourself is is actually a great luxury, mm. and and I've valued that as a student, and I value it now. Um, I lived in a hall of residence as a student. I was at Manchester University. I was a, um, in the equivalent of our colleges. I was in the equivalent of one of those at Manchester. I think the other thing that we all did was uh, was hang out in the common room and just chatter. We would just tell jokes, tell stories. You know, drink hot chocolate. Um, explore each other's lives through through the happy medium of just wittering, gossip, probably bitching and gossiping if I'm honest about <laughs> it as well. But um, just that that companionship and and comradeship and fellowship that came with being in a in a university environment, particularly the the rich opportunity of being in a, a residential college, yeah. really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely something students today can relate to as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I really, st- I, I quite struggled for all that I've just said. You know, I really like the opportunity to adjust me time. Uh, when I first went out into my first flat on my own, um, you know, I struggled with that at a social level because um, mm-hmm. I suddenly realised that I'd taken uh, for granted uh, the social matrix of being in an, uh, you a know, st- uh, uh, college environment. Um, it was a big adjustment to start living on my own and to have to generate different techniques for meeting people and, and having, you know, social encounters. I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of those social humans, you know. I like my own company, but I am at heart a social human being. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, lastly, I think one of the questions that we all want to know, um, especially because we have so many of them come through um, our station, do you have any pets?
1: Everyone's asking me this, <laughs> <laughs> um, partly because I'm very happy to talk about it. So I, I am I am the cat person, not a dog person. Um, uh, so I've always had a cat, sometimes more than one. Um, they all live a couple of decades. I'm very proud of the fact that they're happy cats and they live long, happy lives. Um, I currently have a five-year-old mackerel tabby that i've just blended those two words (laughs) together to make a completely new word in the english language so i have a mackerel tabby who was a rescue cat from the rspca in new zealand she's deliciously gray and black with deep green eyes Um, she's called duster which is short for anastasia Um, she's psychotically shy uh, loves me desperately is not interested in any other member of the human race (laughs) and she will arrive in Armidale um, on the 2nd of August on the 15-something flight from Sydney. So if you'd all like to be there and meet me and the cat, you're very welcome.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling we'll have to try and hold back some of
1: our <laughs> station volleys. <from> I might <laughs> regret saying that, but, um, but equally she's, she's part of my team with my husband David, so um, mm-hmm. I, I will travel to Hobart. She's currently in a very luxurious cattery in Hobart. Um, So I'll travel on the end of the month to collect her and bring her back here and bring her into our Armadale community.
0: that's awesome well I know and I will
1: I will need a cat sitter so I'm kind of like (laughs) pre-advertising I was just about to offer she will need somebody to love and care for her when I'm not around I was just about to offer up the rest of our station Uh, yeah I'm hoping there's a queue I will (laughs) be interviewing so you know it will be a a remunerated post but um, (laughs) people people are waving at me at the window now and they haven't even seen the cat so
0: (laughs) we're a huge fan of pets here um so thank you very much for joining us um, here today. I know you've got a busy schedule planned, um, but we are going to throw now to one of to a song that you've chosen. Hopefully, yep. What would that be?
1: Uh, Again, a really difficult one because I would obviously choose about nine different songs. (laughs) Um, But I reflected on um, modern culture, but also my life. So uh, I think one of the songs that had a phenomenal impact on my music awareness was um, actually Bohemian Rhapsody. I know that's um, uh, not so cool. But if you think about when the Bohemian Rhapsody um, video was first released and it was this amazing Combination of you know sonic majesty, theater, opera, rock and pop, etc. I remember that it had a great impact, Um, so so visually and musically, and it blended a whole variety of different music forms that I was really interested in. So, if you do have uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, everybody else can forgive me, but that would be my song for today.
0: We definitely. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time and coming in and seeing us. And you're definitely an honorary Tune <laughs> member now. Um, and we've got a long list of willing cat sitters around. Thank you so much for joining us here on Tune FM 106.9. We've just had an interview with the new UNE Vice Chancellor, Professor Bridget Haywood. Um, this is Bohemia Rhapsody by Queen.
1: Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? I'm just a poor boy and nobody loves
0: me He's just a poor boy from a poor family Spare him his life from this monstrosity
1: Easy come, easy go, will you let me go? Bismillah No, we will not let you go Let him go Bismillah We will not let you go